Hey, everybody. My name is Jim Jansen, and I am your host, and I'm here with Danny Ledger from Hope of the Poor. And today, we're going to help you overcome obstacles to mission. Today, we're going to teach you how to talk with the poor. So what skills are you showing us, Danny? And how will it help a parish become a missional community? Well, we're going to learn how to talk to the homeless, how to talk to the poor. But first, I'd like to step back and reframe the way we view the poor and to help you see in a new way that the poor are a gift to us, an opportunity to encounter Christ in this distressing disguise. And I hope to inspire you and your parish to radically follow Jesus and to become a missional community and live mercy. So let's do a quick dive into our philosophy at Hope of the Poor with a fishing analogy. Go for it. All right. (laughs) So I like this fishing analogy because Jesus called us to be fishers of men. And I am a fisherman. And so one of the things that you do when you're fishing is, first of all, you have to show up. You got to find a good spot to go fishing. You can't just sit on the couch and hope to catch a fish. And so you got to get out there. And so... One of the, our philosophies at Hope of the Poor is you just show up and maybe you don't know the best spot. And so you might need to do some scouting. You might need to do some prospecting to find, okay, where are the fish at? We, we call this at Hope of the Poor kind of a way that we decode. We go to an area, we prospect, we scout, we look for the best fishing spot. So we must spend most of our time working in Mexico City with homeless street kids, with people living out at the dump. Uh, During COVID, we wanted to find a new mission field a little closer to home because we weren't able to travel quite as much. And so I had to scout out a new place to find the poor, a new place to encounter Christ in the poor. And so I went downtown and just started looking for a place to hang out with the homeless. I didn't have a plan. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what their needs were. But I was looking for a safe place. I was looking for a way that I could bring myself to the table to do only what I could do. And so I just showed up. So step two, once I found a good spot, I needed bait. In Mexico, we use food, we use blankets. You know, there's a lot of physical needs that we can meet. Uh, In Alaska, when we're up there working with the native people, we build a fire and again, we have some food. One of the things I noticed working with the homeless here in Omaha is that they had a lot of food. And there was a lot of movement around certain areas headed to get sandwiches here or to get clothes here. So I needed a bait that was a little bit different. And so I was inspired with the idea to set up a little coffee stand. Everyone loves coffee. You don't need it, but you want it. And on a cold day, a hot cup of coffee is really good. And so that was my bait. And the reason we call it bait is because this isn't our ministry. The coffee is just our excuse to hang out and to step into the lives of these people. Step three, listen. Have you ever heard on a fishing trip that you need to be quiet or you're going to scare away the fish? Well, sometimes when you're fishing for men, it's the same way. We don't have to have all the answers. We don't have to spend our whole time talking or preaching or fixing or praying. Sometimes it's okay to just sit and listen. And then just have a conversation. They're just regular people. You can just hang out and talk to them. You can talk about their family, their future, their past work they did, what they like to do for fun, their life story, or just talk about the weather. But the biggest thing is to listen, which leads us to step four, to learn. My kids come on mission with me quite often. And when we head into the mission field, 
I want to make sure they know that their job isn't to preach and to teach and to convert, that their job is to learn and make friends, to learn about their culture, learn their names, learn their stories, learn about their life, and then to make friends, to learn their names. And honestly, we have so much to learn from the, the homeless, from the poor. Just think about their life experience and think about the stories they have to tell. Uh, this is a great way for us to encounter Jesus and to learn in a new way. Step number five, come back. Being consistent, building trust is really important. I've experienced through years of ministry that they won't invest in you if they don't think they'll see you again. But if they know they're going to see you again, they will invest in you and they are more willing to open up. And it may take time. It may take months or even years. But to be consistent and to come back is really important if you're going to build that trust. All right, Danny, this is fantastic. What are some pitfalls that we need to watch out for or some tips and tricks that we can keep in mind as we set out to have conversations with the poor? I think a few big things is the bait is not the ministry. I think sometimes when we set out to do an outreach or a ministry or work with the poor, we might get stuck behind, you know, the counter making sandwiches or stuck behind the plexiglass (laughs) at the soup kitchen and just doing the work, making the sandwiches, serving the food. But this is just our excuse to hang out with them, to have a conversation. You know, I always give a dollar when I see someone at the intersection. And why is this? Because that buys me just a little bit of time with them to say, hey, what's your name? What's your story? Can I pray with you? But if you just focus on the bait or the coffee or whatever, is like, this is our ministry, you can really kind of get lost doing the wrong thing when that is your excuse for just hanging out with them, having a conversation and learning their names and their stories. Um, Another thing is to step out from behind that soup kitchen counter, to get out of your comfort zone, to go sit down, to, you know, to grab a tray and just to sit down with them. If you're at the soup kitchen, we get too caught up in, in being back there in, in, you know, it's safe back there. It's easy. You just scoop the potatoes, but to step out and to step into their lives that's when you're going to have that encounter. That's when you're going to have that great conversation. But you got to get out from behind the counter. That's fantastic. What else should we keep in mind? First of all, don't go alone. Jesus sent them out two by two for a reason. And it's just, it's good to have a little backup. You know, the buddy system is good. And to make sure that you find a safe place to serve, a soup kitchen, a shelter, someplace where you can go where, you know, you're not just out on the street in a neighborhood, you're not familiar with. And so it, it's good to, to find a safe place and to make sure you're never alone. So Danny, what do you do when things get weird? If they're just not able to make conversation real well, or they don't seem to be connecting all the dots? First of all, expect that. It's, that's okay. It is going to get weird. But just know that the poor are not a problem to be solved. This is an opportunity for us to encounter Jesus, for us to encounter Christ in this distressing disguise of the poor, in this disturbing image. Just like when we look at the crucifix, it's a disturbing image. And if we were at the foot of the cross, we would be there and we couldn't get Jesus off the cross. We couldn't save him. We couldn't fix this. And when we see Jesus in the distressing disguise of the poor, in this disturbing image, 
he's present in a real way. And sometimes we can't save him and we can't fix it, but that's okay. Cause maybe in this moment he's saving us. Danny, where can we go if we get stuck and we want to get more help on how to connect with the poor? How can we connect with Hope of the Poor? Just go to hopeofthepoor.org and click contact us. Fantastic. Thanks for being with us, Danny. Thank you. Thank you.